everyone and welcome. This is episode 24 of the Lion Learns the Right podcast with Andre Bright. And this week I'm joined with Tina, who we talk about everything from Movement 21 and Monday Moves to her relationship with dance and how it works as expression and therapy, her resilience being a Nigerian living in Britain and what she reckons her parents' experiences may have been. It's a really interesting conversation about identity, so sit back, relax and enjoy. We have started. It's on. <laughs> Amazing. The hey, listen, the fact that I got you here. I'm ready for it, guest. So, but people may not know who you are yet. So, could you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Tina Omotosho. Come on. And uh, I'm a creative entrepreneur, a I dancer, like it. mover, artist, mm-hmm. financial trader. Amen. Woman. Yes. Human being. Yeah. African. Come on. Nigerian. Say all of them thing there. Specifically from Akure. Okay. Wait, hold on. Where's that? <laughs> That's in Nigeria. Where about? A village. In the south, south I would yeah. say. Okay. I should all probably right. go online and check that. That's correct. So I should know this, but, you know. No, it's all bless. Amazing. Okay, yes. wicked. So, there was a lot in that. So, we'll, we'll tear that, you know, mm-hmm. apart bit by bit as we go, just to find out a little bit more about who you are. But, what's your what's your journey been like? So, what's... My life What's your been... life so far, so far, this up to this chapter? Andre, this is a big question. I know it's huge, but it's a good place to start. Um, <laughs> right, my journey, my journey. So I was, like I said, I was born in Akure, mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Akure, let me say Akure. Um, and yeah, I was born there. I came to the UK when I was nine. Wait, for those who don't know about Akure mm-hmm. or even Nigeria, mm-hmm. could you like... Of what you remember. Of what um, I remember. Like, what was it like? So, I actually didn't live in Akura, but I would go back there uh-huh. and visit because my grandparents lived there. So okay. they have a house there. So, my grandfather. Amazing. Um, he had, like, three wives. And, you know, we always used to go and visit. From okay. what I remember of Akura, it was always really fun. We would go there and go and visit my great-grandma. Wow. And she was like... She was super, super old. Like, right, right, right. When I was young, like... Yeah, yeah. I I believe, or I don't know if I make this up, but I believe she lived until like 120-something. Come on. But if if not, probably in her hundreds. But wow. she was really, really old. And yeah. um, I remember just going to visit her and visit visiting my grandma and us having parties there. Okay, yeah. And um, Was it a big house? Yeah, it was a compound. Right. Oh, standard, my, yes. My memory is not as clear, but mm. I remember, like, where the living room was. I remember there being, like, there was a compound, almost like a square, and then yeah. there was, like, a shower, but it was, like, outdoor but indoors. Oh, okay, one of them so ones. So it was just, yes, like, yes, yes. just open. Mean? But it was a really nice house, regardless. Um, and, yeah, and then in Lagos, I just remember going to fetch water. Mm. I remember that was okay. one of my chores. Um, was that like in the morning? Or was that like... Mm. 
it, it was more like on the weekends. Okay. So um, we had this tank in our compound. Ah, okay. And we would have to fill it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that water was kind of used for... For everything. For everything. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I went to a school in Lagos, Santa mm. Maria. Okay. It was a it was a cool school. Um, only bad thing was that we got beats. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that discipline yeah. back in the day. Do you know what? <laughs> when I think about it, mm. it made me resilient because I'm like, okay. you know, and it's one of those things that if, if you don't get the answer right, you get beats. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But do you know it's what? Serious. It, in a roundabout way, there was this air of excellence, though, because mm-hmm. one of the things I found when I came to UK is that here it just was not there. Wait, were like, you not born here? No. Oh, you why just did not I know know this? Listen, listen. Full of surprises. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I, so I was born in Sierra Leone, Freetown, and it's like coming here in Sierra Leone, everything had to be hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. if you're yeah. less than ninety-five percent, like you mm-hmm. basically failed. If mm-hmm. it's not an A, it's, yeah. it's, it's rubbish. And like you said, like you get beats by the teachers if you're not like behaved well, if you're not performing well and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So coming somewhere like here where it's like you do well and you're called a buffin, like for me it took a long time mm-hmm. to get used to. Like, yeah, that whole same, same. I was confused why the kids were so rude to the teachers. I was hmm? like, what, what is yes. going on here? And I had a thick accent when I came as well, so oh, I was okay. bullied for that. And then I was also bullied because I... Obviously, in Africa, the knowledge is a lot advanced. So I yes. knew all the things that they were doing. Yeah. And because I'm born in September, like my oh, mom was okay. like, oh, you have held her back. She's mm, supposed to be. So I should have been... The year above. The year above. Yeah. I think that's so interesting as well, because yeah. obviously the global perception of Africa as a continent is mm-hmm. so repressed almost, like so mm-hmm. backwards in yeah. terms of where we are right now in a lot of the countries, especially if you look at the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Those who have travel to other places in the world mm-hmm. are often the people who are let's say for example upper working class or middle class at mm-hmm. least um which means that they would have had a good education and a lot of the educations in the continent are superior to yeah. that outside yeah to the point where a lot of people don't know that a lot of the royal family go send their kids to Ghanaian mm-hmm. like schools and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah and it's i always find that interesting like the perception people have mm-hmm. of africa versus what it's actually like in exactly. some cases exactly. some stuff is yeah. true in some parts obviously but then yeah. you're just like no actually we got that as well exactly it's because what the media p- portrays about africa you mm. know like even when I came here and I used to see adverts and I was like, what, what is this? Do you know what I mean? Because what I've known, yeah. obviously I knew, like, I've, it's just, obviously in my neighbourhood or whatever, you would see poverty or whatever, mm-hmm. but the way it was portrayed here was like, yeah. you know, every day I woke up and I was drinking dirty water mm-hmm. and I was like, well... Sweating flies from your eyes and Do you that. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. So it almost... That actually, that media perception of Africa actually mm. made me then feel like oh my gosh i need to really really blend in here because i don't want them mm. to associate me with with that like you know yeah, 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 yeah when i came here i was bullied a lot just like okay. for my hair right. my accent mm. you know like kids would say really really horrible stuff to the point where i would go home and watch like british tv shows and i would like try and speak like them to wow. the point where i accelerated my accent changing Wow, okay. So I would watch like CITV, all these shows, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that was on TV at the time when I had five channels. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, when Come Channel through. 5 came out. And I would literally practice, Wow. Like, practice, just so I wouldn't have an accent. Yeah. And it's so funny because people say to me now, like, 
oh, you're so well-spoken. I remember <laughs> someone saying that to me when I was in Boy Blue. I don't know, I can't remember who now. They're like, oh, Tina, mm. you're very well-spoken. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Mm. But maybe that, you know, yeah, is still um, remnant. But when I think back now, I just like, I'm like, oh, gosh, you know. Like, it is sad that that mm. made me feel that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I, I love, I love, Putting on the African accent. Come on, like yeah, I'm trying to get my hey, back. Listen, right here. I need to go to Nigeria for for a few years and you just know? get the natural one back because I feel like this one is uh, it's kind of like a westernized African yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, version. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think not, we don't really understand it. Mm, like this. No, nah, I think with me, I just need to think with my mother tongue mm. as opposed to with the English tongue. Mm. Like it's it's weird, like having to learn Creole. Um, as if I was learning French or something mm-hmm. and having to actually, whereas, you know, when I was born, that was all I knew. So it's weird having to yeah. learn what that's, was natural. That's another thing as well, yeah. because now with Yoruba, mm. when I came here, hey, my Yoruba okay, was, yeah, of course. was slick, fire. Slick. You know what I mean? Mm. And then, because I felt like I had to strip myself off, mm. you know, who I was to be able to yeah. fit in. Mm. You know, now when I'm going to speak Yoruba or someone saying, oh, I'll say something Yoruba, mm. I have to think it in English and yeah. translate it. And I was like, that was never, that, yeah. that, that was never me. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But now I have to, I understand it fully. I can watch the yeah. village, and <laughs> understand it, but I, I won't be able to translate it word for word. Right. Do you okay. know what I mean? Which mm. in a sense, it is quite sad because I'm like, oh, I feel like I've lost something mm. you know something that's yeah. part of my culture you know for sure um but at the same time i guess part of that is is mm. in a way in the head as a kid because it sounds like you had a similar mm. um experience to me and not everyone has that because yeah. i found like so for example you were mentioning sheila before because she was saying on the, on the podcast that mm. she was born here in mm. uk and so she didn't have that personal connection to um, the the motherland um, to refer back to Mm. and so for me it kind of gave me a little bit of pride but at the same time you have to survive Mm. and I found that it was the opposite for me because Mm. the way they teach English in Mm. Sierra Leone is the Queen's English. Mm. So Come when on. I say <laughs> received pronunciation, <laughs> exactly like you have yeah. to enunciate. Well, so was, yeah. when I came here to Birmingham, oh, wow. <laughs> right? They just dropped so you in the it was there. it yeah. was just like I was like they, these guys are not speaking English. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what I realized as well is kids are just hyper sensitive because mm. you have to be aware to be able to be notice that there's a difference between me mm. and these kids mm. like even if you can't put your finger on it like there's a difference and you one of the things that you obviously noticed was the way you speak mm. um, but was there anything else um i, I think just culturally you know right. like um obviously like with hair and stuff mm-hmm. you know i would always I was quite a rebel actually because I remember okay. like my mum would like relax my hair and then I had jerry curls. I had all these different hair okay. hairstyles when I was younger. Yeah. And then there was a time where I just told my mum, yeah, just cut my hair. So I went to school with like a level one. Oh, okay. the kids was like, oh my gosh, she looks like a boy. Like, and I was like, wow. So I've been a trendsetter hmm. from day, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. not always been, it's, it's not, it wasn't seen that Before way. It was cool. like. You know, mm. and then after I was like, okay, I need to grow my hair again. So we went back okay. to Jericho's and then I used to have these little bunches. Okay. With like colourful rubber bands. Oh, your hair looked like trees. 
Like, it's so cool. Like, kids <laughs> yeah. were cool, but you know what? Like, I think stuff like that made me resilient. And I think because... Even though I went home and I told my mum these things, mm. but there was always something in me that was just like, no, you can't let them... Can't let them win. You can't let them win. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, like, there was... I remember in year six, oh Lord, Uh-oh. was it year six or year five? One of those years, I remember my bully. Oh, okay. he had a, an assigned she, bully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone had she one of them. Assigned, slapped me and then uh-huh. I slapped her back. And then the teacher was like, why did you do that? So the teacher... Went to you. Went to me. Interesting. And I don't even want to say the race of, of the bully, but, um, oh, okay. you know, at that time I was just kind of... Like, now when I think about it, I'm like, why did I get the mm. aggro... Even though I explained that, you know, she slapped me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, that was one of the moments that I remember. And I'm like, oh. But, so I just never, I never allowed them to win. Amen. Do you know what I mean? It's always like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to give it to, I'll give it back to you. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, you wanna... catch them off guard, you So know? I think that, that was the one thing that allowed me to, like, survive that. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a white school? Yeah, predominantly. Oh, okay. Predominantly. Yeah, me too. In the... Uh, North Weezy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. Mm. Interesting time. But, yeah, I believe that everything happens to make you resilient. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, and that's, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, really, really interesting journey, I would say, coming mm. to the UK. Because I've always seen the UK as this, like, you know, like, I've always wanted to come here, and then when I came right. here, I was like, "Why is it so cold?" <laughs> come on! Like, Even to this day, I'm still asking myself. Yeah, that like two weeks in, I wanted to go back to Nigeria. You know, yeah. I was like, "What yeah. is this place?" Um, <laughs> but I'd always wanted to come here. I was intrigued. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was intrigued about seeing white people. Okay, which is yeah, weird, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. random, but you know, obviously, you don't see, you didn't see many of them in Nigeria. So where you were, right? Mm. Akure. Akure, but I, I lived in Lagos. But living so in Lagos, right? Akure, yeah. But what was Lagos like at that time, though? Was it multicultural? Was it? Um... I I lived in like the I, I would say the heart of Lagos. Okay. A, a town called Mushi. Okay. And it was like very busy. Mm. From what I can remember, like we lived off like a was it a high street? Oh gosh, if I went there now, I wouldn't even know where I was. Right. Okay. But I kind of know like we lived like in a corner. Hmm. We had a, I used to call them ma- malas. Okay. Like, it was, he had like a little sweet shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he was a house Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, for some, yeah. And he, he had a little store outside our, our house before our gate opens. So right. That. And I used to go over there. I don't even know whether I paid for this, but I used to get this, you know, Miller. Or, or people, the, or, me, people call it Milo. What Milo, yo? Milo. That is a the, throwback. But the, the 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 little sweet choco milo. Oh, okay. That's what used to call it. Gosh, oh, that's so bougie. We didn't have that. Yeah, so <laughs> I used to go get it from him. That's one one memory I remember fondly. Wow. Okay. And I remember in our backyard we had a guava tree growing. Hey. So I used to get guava trees from there. That's one thing I miss. Yeah. Oh like, gosh. Because when I was in um Sierra Leone over Christmas, like mm. my. I didn't appreciate it, I think, over the last few times I visited. Mm. But my grandma's house has just everything growing. growing. Like, oh, coconut yeah. tree. We've got palm tree, obviously. We've got yeah. plantain growing. We've got hey, mango plantain. growing. Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm and it was the first time I'd actually seen when, it. When are you booking your flights for the next Listen, one? Listen, every year. Don't be a plantain. That's... Listen, I was like, what? This oh, is how it grows. What? So, it was just... It was just um, 
it's just different like have, yeah. being able to just walk and just pluck something off mm-hmm. off and then just and this being is how we should be living of I course feel. of not course not going to tesco and buying none of that, that processed stuff Things yeah. that are not, fruit that's not in season, you know? Exactly. Brought over from another part of the world and it's right. been through all kinds of... Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's not digress. But yeah. It. No, yeah. that's that's interesting. So yeah. <clears throat> so you're telling me about um, um, the area in Lagos mm. um, being like the heart and everything. The reason why I was asking yeah. is because like um, with me, because you said that you, it was, you hadn't really seen many white people. Mm-hmm. Um, before you, um, yeah, in that over. area, definitely. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what was it Maybe like? Maybe my school, because I went to like a private school. Uh huh. Um, I feel like there was a couple, mm. or something, who went went there. Yeah. But I, I we didn't and everybody really speak. knew them by name, like. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really speak. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, but yeah, I was just intrigued. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, just to know what London was like, you know, I watched it on TV. Yeah. I had mostly American TV. Yeah. So I didn't really know about a London accent. I thought okay. that. I think I kind of merged to like the UK and Ameri- yeah. Americans. I think a lot of people do. And like that, the accent for me of what mm. they would speak here was like the American accent because right. all I had was American TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, that was an interesting revelation mm. I would say. so do you remember what your first thoughts were coming over uh cold Apart from- <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's... It, there was an excitement as well because mm. i was starting this new life but i'd left all my friends back mm. you know I'd, yeah. this was a time where i did email like what oh. do i know i don't know nothing yeah, there was no so social I had to, media like, make that new Facebook. friends and yeah. you know and do all these things so yeah I, I think I was just I was like it was a bit overwhelming I would say mm, because you're mm. leaving you know that this is now going to be your life do you yeah. know what I mean like you're not going well I, I knew I was going to go back at some point but I was like yeah. oh my gosh this is my life now mm. so I have to get used to this um, well it's really interesting I feel like I've not really ever really spoken about this you're welcome. I feel like we're having a session. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just curious because, like, a lot yeah. of this, like, I've been through as well. Mm. And it's only now, like, with stuff like The Lion Learns to Write that I'm really starting to think about mm. the experiences back then. Because I don't know about you, but mm. I didn't really talk about or even conscious of mm. the, how it affected me at the time. Mm. Like, it's just, you just handled your day, yeah. day in and day out. And you were, and I was a kid, I, I went, came here when I was like five, six years old. So mm. I didn't really, I was still learning the lay of the land and everything. Mm. But you came when you were like nine, older, you said. Yeah. Like, so you would have had a lot more yeah. of, I of think that I, I think I became quite angry, you know, a little okay. bit. Mm. <laughs> I think I lashed mm. out a lot. <laughs> Right, okay. And I was a bit moody. Now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, was that all kind of like... Yeah. Because I was missing the warmth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because this weather affects you as well, you know. Yeah. And when I was back in Nigeria, I would play at any time of the day. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. I had my neighbours, like, I would always, like, be playing, like, mm. <laughs> like role-playing with them. Like, yeah. You know, so it was different because here I had to stay indoors. Yeah, that's cold true, outside. that's true. Even that's going true. to the park, like, I remember then when it was summer, it was nice because mm. um, we used to live, like, in Kensal Rice and my mum would take us, like, to the park. Okay, yeah. Close to there and I remember there being, like, this park. Was it Queen's Park? I can't remember what park it was, but there was an mm. outdoor pool. Like, it was, it was okay. quite a cool park and I enjoyed that because I was like, oh, this feels like... 
yeah. back home, do you know what I mean? And like, you know, with my siblings and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was just because I came in the winter and like... Yeah, it's, it's it, not... It's I just not remember it being really cold and maybe I wasn't as equipped as well with like layers. Yeah, So it, it doesn't just... matter how people describe it to you mm. until you're actually in it. Like, yeah. cause I got a lot of friends who, who I was talking to back in Sierra Leone this Christmas and they were just like, oh, I need to come to England and, you know, I like, I like the cold and stuff. And I'm like... <laughs> like, I know the idea... Of what you think it is, like in the movies, everyone is just like, oh, throwing snowball fights and stuff. It is not. Yeah. When you get that tingle in your fingernails, yesterday your my finger, one of my fingers was so cold. Come I thought it, it was just the one finger. Yeah. And I was like, that's enough. <laughs> like, what about the rest of you? Like, let's yeah. work together, share the heat. Exactly. No, it's mad. I completely, mm. I completely get that. Yeah. So it was definitely a culture shock. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's. It, yeah, it's good talking about it actually. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, I never really, never really talk about it, and maybe, yeah. maybe for years as well. Like, I kind of try to hide that the fact that I came here so okay late, right? Okay. Because there's also in in secondary school there was all this like oh freshy and hmm. all these negative connotations about people who yeah. like, and I was one of them as well. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to be a freshie like. Do you know mm. what I mean? But I was a freshie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you didn't want to... Like, it wasn't cool to be African. It just yeah. wasn't cool to be... And I'm just like, why? Like, mm. I wish my parents was like... Like, you know, my parents, they, they were working or whatever. But, you know, like, yeah. I wish, like... There was just that, oh, you know... Mm. If anyone says anything about Africa, you, you yeah. give it to them. Do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> But yeah, I think they were also trying to assimilate, you know, yeah. as well, you know, and not be, not being, especially how I think, like, mm. black people are still treated in this country, like, you, even in the workplace, you know, you don't want to be, like, <laughs> I remember coming there with my different hairstyles, mm. and everyone just gathering around, like, oh, wait, you take, like, your hair no, mm. my head did grow overnight. Like this yeah. is if you live in can London, you can you just go to Upton Park and look at all the hairdressing salons and yeah. see what's happening in there? Do you know what I mean? This is part of our culture. Yeah. It's not because we hate our hair, it's like this is protective hairstyles from yeah. that or we we are just creative. We want to do I was different literally things. about to say and it, it's expression you know? as well. Exactly. Like, a lot a lot of a lot of the ways we uh, one thing I find about mm. black people's Mm. is we will express ourselves any which way mm. like we will mm. find ways to drink our drink mm. or arrange our tables mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. which is a way for us to express ourselves because mm. everything is an extension mm. of ours mm. in a way yeah but it's just like when you're not able to do that mm. or you feel really comfortable me anyway mm. um i can sometimes get frustrated even even at work like mm. it's, it's sometimes it's gotten like uh, now I've been here for as long as I've been here is mm. the only time I feel like now my my language is becoming more relaxed for example <laughs> and um, if I come in and and it's dressed down day I am in full-blown Africana hey! <laughs> like, you know you like the whole shebang like, I'm talking about the blow. shoes <laughs> like of course like like the whole thing you also wear the you know the uncle shoes the The uncle shoes the long ones ones. curl at the front like yeah yeah, the whole thing like you got to do them all the loafers these days are the 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 Mm. more popular ones but like it took a long time for me to get to that stage but it's just like something but when i did i was like oh but why didn't i 
do that do first before. phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to, before we go back to that, I'll put a pin mm. in that. I wanted to ask you something earlier. Mm. Why, um, or do you know why your um, parents came here? Well, you know, I can only assume, but I think the same with most people who come here from from Africa, like a better opportunity, better, mm. you know, better education, better lifestyle. Mm. Um, and I and I think that is probably what, at, in that time, and I think, to be honest, I believe my parents wanted to travel as well, mm. just, you know, do different things. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's, I've not had this conversation with them, but I feel mm. like it's more, it's that whole want to come here for a better opportunity, the land yeah. of opportunity, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and they worked hard when they came here. Do you know what I mean? They worked hard. 100%. And uh, pushed themselves, like, you know. Um, yeah, my parents worked really hard. Maybe I didn't appreciate it then, but I appreciate mm. it so much now because, you know, what we were able to do, like, when I was yeah. younger and in my teens, like, you know, go to, like, florida and go to all these mm-hmm. like you know we went to florida twice when i was growing up like you know for some people that may seem like something quite small but for me i was like oh wow like you know like go traveling you know with yeah. my family and stuff like that like i never really saw that many black families traveling mm-hmm. as when i was growing up so mm-hmm. um i know like they worked hard and that's why you know i pushed myself to be able to kind of give them back as well what they've given me absolutely do you know what I mean so absolutely you know yeah like London was that land of opportunity and that's how I saw it as well when I was back home I was like oh yeah you know mm. I want to go and study abroad and I want to be this and I want to be that you yeah. know and I was actually thinking about about this not too long ago like a few years back and I was thinking if I hadn't come over here would I be a dancer would I have felt confident yeah to to pursue dance mm. and you know I've always loved dance everyone knows in my family knows I was that child that was just yeah, dancing yeah. at the, the parties and stuff you know what I mean <laughs> just turn on the music press and play I was just thinking imagine <laughs> if I never came here maybe mm. I would have just settled for like you know something that just you know mm. paid me a wage or yeah know, or be swayed into doing something like being a doctor which okay, is my, doctor, lawyer. my parents um <laughs> wish for me right. um but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like, would I still be aligned into this lack mm. of creativity? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I am grateful for the journey to have come here because, you know, I know there's some people back there who want to, like, pursue their passions, but they, yeah. they've they had to settle for, like, maybe, like, a government job or, mm. or something that's not in the field that they want to go to because it's, like, to survive. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or if you don't come from wealth... Mm. you know there's not really that opportunity to be able to express yourself and like do what you want so yeah for sure when i say land of opportunity i do i do really appreciate coming here as mm. well so it them and they've done well for themselves as well for sure do you know what i mean mm. so if they were back there would they have, have been able to do that true you know? but my dad you know my dad was a businessman out there like right. you know he was like he had his own store and stuff like that, so yeah. you know he he was doing well for himself. But again, it's like you know, I think who was I listening to today? Bob Proctor, and he talked about um, like 
everyone's like his his grandmother used to say oh you should be satisfied with what you have mm. but he said no i don't think we should ever be satisfied we should be happy with what we have yeah. but we should always strive for more so i, I yeah. believe that they were not satisfied they were happy but they mm. were not satisfied and they wanted to come over here and yeah. build and and have more so you know mm. yeah I think for me as well, there's there's like a mindset thing. I mm. find that, I mean, there's that old saying where the mind is like a like a balloon or something. I can't even remember. Like mm. once you expand it, mm. you never go back to its original yeah, shape yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because I find that when, you, when I've spoken to people who have traveled, mm. the mindset is always very different to someone who hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and traveling is a privilege, mm. ultimately, like if if we were to be real about it, we you could argue that everyone, if you were to handle your finances right and blah blah blah, put it as a priority, everyone has the opportunity. But ultimately, not everyone does. Mm-hmm. And so I find that even if you if you were to use that analogy as an example, mm-hmm. the fact that you're going out of the boundaries of your city mm-hmm. physically expands your reach mm-hmm. in terms of mentally. Mm-hmm. So I find that, um, and it's just interesting you saying that just now, and I hadn't really necessarily like thought about it Mm. of one of the reasons why I feel like we could pursue something like dance Mm. is because we've traveled Mm -hmm. like because I don't know about you like Nigeria is very different that's a small career yeah but yeah exactly like we had the (laughs) same thing like we're even behind you lot because at least you lot have people doing the bits but Mm. i'm not not sure about back then but Mm. we did not have dancing representatives Mm. as a as a okay, let me show you this person as an example of what dancing mm. could have been. Mm. Um, but, you know, traveling meant that, you know, you, you were exposed to so many more ideas mm-hmm. of what is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who is not satisfied mm. with their current scenarios yeah. and, and, yeah. Um, and moves. Mm. But the reason I was going down that road mm. is... Um, I used to do the become talks right like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And one of the things Which I, I found, always wanted to come to, but it just listen. Never don't happened. worry, don't worry. I might be bringing them back in a way. Lately, you're in a one to one right now. This yeah, is this I'm, itself I'm is a become so talk. Privileged right now. <laughs> privileged. I'm just in my high chair. You know. Um, like one of the one of the things that we were we were saying at the time is because um, we you were talking about why people come. Because in that in the, in the group there were people who were Caribbean, um, African, even Indian, I think mm. at the time, and everyone we were talking about the parents' experiences before we even got to our own. Um, what do you think your parents experienced mm. coming over? Because they would have had to. Because it was only when I had a chat with my mom that I realised mm. like it was, you know, you never really. But it's a big mm. deal mm. clicking up to go into a complete unknown place and taking your family to mm. that. Like, did they ever? speak to you about that um do you know what this is a conversation that i've not really i've not really had Mm. with them to be honest um and now i feel like it's it's something i do want to speak to them about more okay um i can only imagine their experiences back then if i was Mm. being bullied at school right oh do you know what i mean yeah yeah so there must have been, mm. you know, some experiences that they would have had. Yeah, I mean? for sure. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, I think I think I think with that question is 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 making me feel like oh, okay, well I need to now just sit down and have a conversation with Absolutely. with them because I've never really even touched it. Mm. They probably don't even know how I feel about you know. Yeah. When when I came here, my whole life transformed. That would um, be an interesting. But yeah, I I can only just think like if I was getting that experience in, mm. in school. Yeah. They would have probably experienced something at work, but yeah. they probably had to kind of suppress themselves to be and mm. just get on with it do you know what i mean regardless of whether so, they were in the right and someone yeah. else was in the wrong you know um yeah because yeah. I, I think that time late 90s early noughties mm. yeah i think even to be honest things have not changed now but i, mm. I do think they would have experience things even things that i know that of recent mm. that my parents have experienced okay you know um not to go too much into it but you know i can i, I know for sure that it would have been maybe quite a difficult time yeah yeah and a time where you just had to get on with it mm. so that you could keep whatever employment you have you can provide yeah. for your family mm. and um yeah it's sad that you know that still kind of exists yeah so but it is a conversation that i will i will have because i'm i'm quite intrigued yeah i mean it's one i'm, I'm i've been planning to have with mm. my mum actually and mm. actually have a episode or something around it because mm. there's been a lot of questions that have come up mm. just through the time you know you get reflective and, mm. and you listen to other people's stories and you think actually if i was to put myself in your shoes how would that have actually gone down because for example with mine i know that my mom came here doing her phd mm. and it took a very long time um and she did that because the mm. course she wanted to do mm. wasn't available in mm. sierra leone like mm-hmm. they literally did not have anything at that level mm. um so you, you london no, Birmingham was mm. one of the universities which actually did do it so mm. she came over here but the reason why I, w- I was thinking about that in this context is mm. a lot of the times they pe- they make these um, decisions mm. and we are brought along with that decision mm-hmm. right mm. so because sometimes like for example when I go back I don't know what it's like in, in Nigeria but when I go back to Sierra Leone and people have this term called just Kambobo so this is someone just Kambobo just Kambobo <laughs> yeah he just come fresh off the plane like oh. this guy this diaspora guy coming over here even yeah exactly mm. and it's like a lot of the conversations I have spur from a situation where I have to point out that no I was born here mm. and usually what's followed up is like where mm. or like kind of prove it Mm. And it's like you're having to defend something which wasn't your decision to make mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, mm. this yeah. is just me. This is not necessarily. Yeah. Do you know you what? Know. That, yeah. That, that is a deep thing. I feel like this is another episode. <laughs> because yeah. I've actually not been back to Nigeria. Right. Okay. Um, there's been occasions where I was supposed to go, but then I wasn't able to go. Mm. And um, it's something that. It, very much irks me and it okay. makes me like 2020 has to be the year Come on. of going back do you know what i mean cool. and not just going back for any like like you know the first time me going back to africa in how many years 21 years 20 years wow was yeah. when i went to senegal last year you know what I mean? oh, yeah. which is like what, three four hours five hours away from nigeria yeah do you know what i mean and for me that experience was was just 
like quite emotional. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Even though yeah. I know you were there, but like I don't think anyone would know unless you were inside me that's how true. I was feeling because I was, when I stepped off the plane, I was so I felt so at home. Right, and that's right, why right. for me any African country is home mm. for me. Yeah, because yeah. it's just also we've been moved around so much, anyways. Mm. You know mm. that we all have different, you know, African blood. It's just you know when. They came over and they separated us, you know. Yeah. So when I stepped off, like, as soon as I felt the humidity, like, the mm. the smells, like, it felt like home. Even yeah. when we went to Baghdad Lao, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. this feels like when I go to, like, the country village side in yeah. Nigeria and I'm walking on the dirt ground. Like, it yeah. felt so right and comfortable. So mm. I'm so glad I made that trip. And, you know, I went again last year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's that thing where... Because I've been here for so long, mm, mm. like it's kind of like oh my gosh, like sometimes you you don't feel African enough, and you feel hey! like oh my gosh, like yeah, you know. Because I remember when I was at university here, mm. um, there was some students who came from Nigeria, like okay. international students, and I feel like they used to they used to call us a name. Okay. Um, in it, kids. In okay. It kids, or something <laughs> like that like right. You know, like the, the Nigerians who the Nigerians mm-hmm. um, who lived here and like it was just but I looked at them like they were so cool like oh yeah. my gosh like you know they're coming to study from Nigeria right um, and there's that thing where even though they had this term I'm like but I was born there mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. almost like you can't you can no longer claim it yeah. because it was so long ago and you've not you know, like nowadays, I see so many people going back home, going back to Ghana, going back to Nigeria and stuff, and it's so amazing, and um, it's so amazing that that is now cool to do. Yeah. Whereas for so many years, I think I suppressed, yeah. I suppressed even being African or being associated with Africa because mm. of how it was portrayed back in the day, and I, I would like to know where that stemmed from, and why, you know, when I talk to a lot of African Africans that I know, like they mm. they try to suppress that. You know, being African, yeah, like was just not cool and was not something you wanted to be. You would rather be Caribbean. Hey, like, yeah, a lot know, of people it, said that. Yeah, and <laughs> it was it was weird. Like with me, yeah. it it wasn't necessarily because I've I've heard I've heard that a lot, and I and I remember people doing that. I don't know mm. why it wasn't necessarily the same for me. I I never really picked up the Caribbean thing, mm. but <laughs> but yeah, I know right? it's residual now. Like now we're talking about. It. But, like, I did feel that it wasn't cool to be African. Mm. But one of the things I found interesting, because I went to a predominantly um, white school as well, mm. is that there were no other black people to compare me with. Mm. So after a while, they, I was just a black guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm. But, like, it's, it's something that almost, like, really subtly, I didn't necessarily appreciate because sometimes I, I speak to some people I don't know if this happened to you mm. but there were so many different levels of black mm. I wasn't exposed to that so mm-hmm. it was just a black mm-hmm. guy like that's enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like you know um, it was only when I like I always say I met black people again in uni mm. and from not being British enough mm. I didn't feel black enough mm. all of a sudden whatever black meant because like then for example um i was living with um michael oladele bagsy who i need to get on the show actually mm-hmm. um osman 
who was um, so Bagsy was Nigerian, is Nigerian, Smile <laughs> is um, Sudanese, and like, um, and everyone else I met was just like mm. in their culture, mm. or they were just cool. Mm. <laughs> I just didn't feel like I could claim any of that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But um, I know, I know what you mean. But I felt like now it's it's just getting to a point where I feel like I can claim whatever I need to claim in that mm. moment, mm. despite being challenged. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you felt like challenged as opposed to who you are, like that you had to prove? Mm. Mm-hmm. This is a good question. Mm. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> or any time. Yeah, I think I feel like this is an ongoing thing. Right. But, okay. But right now. I know who I am. Amazing. Like, without a doubt. Like, mm. you know, I, I, I'm Nigerian, I'm African. Yeah. And I don't make, I don't hide it. Mm. And now I use it as a, as a, as a way to educate people. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I realised that half of it was that people were not educated. They didn't understand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They just assumed, oh, black people do this or Africans are this. And yeah. From what they see on, in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think when I was in my old my previous job yeah like you know predominantly white environment um yeah i just felt like i had to prove myself a lot even though no one was saying that but like you Mm. just have this thing where you just you just want to have that excellent spirit so no one can come to you and be like Mm. oh because she's black you know don't want to be late because because she's black you know Mm. like you just had to not necessarily that i was doing it i was doing it for myself because i have a High, I, I've got high expectations for myself. Yeah. But you didn't want them to use anything of the on the grounds of being black. Mm-hmm. You know? So in my previous job, I was a humanitarian program officer, and right. I came into that job where you know the project I was working on was a mess, and I literally right, came okay. and I transformed the whole thing. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? So I felt felt a sense of pride doing mm-hmm. that, and you know, but. Yeah, you you still have this kind of innate thing that makes you feel like, okay, you don't want to do anything out of place before, you know, mm. they start coming to you and be like, oh, you know, um, even though it won't be overtly shared that is mm. around that. But yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe it is a, maybe, you know, but I think circumstances have made me feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, or how things are still are, or like certain things people will say, but they don't realize that mm. actually this is a, l- a little bit racist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I feel like that in the dance world as well. Well, I would say I felt that way. Okay. Um, because there's all, there's these there's these things that everyone say about you know the token black girl, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, um, like you would go to an audition. But mm. it's predominantly white, you yeah. know, and um, yeah, I'm never gonna move in that way. I'm gonna, mm. do you know what I mean? Even like going to going to Senegal and learning like dances of African diaspora mm-hmm. and stuff like that it really just changed my movement. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like I was doing that when I was younger, and then mm. I kind of separated myself from that for so long because yeah. it wasn't cool, and then. Now I find finding it again is just taking my movement to some 
like another level yeah which it yeah. was innately in me but exactly. it's allowed me to like be like actually this is a source that i need to use like mm-hmm. and express myself with you know um but yeah like i do i do feel that that sense of like yeah but i think rather than me having to prove myself it's more showing myself and being like i'm here right this is me yeah you either accept me in this way mm-hmm um, and now even when I go to auditions or castings, I'm like, you know, like when people on the side get nervous, mm. like I may have a little bit of nerves, but not necessarily because of the people in front of me. Right. But I want to do a good job for myself, but I want to yeah. showcase who I am. Mm. And if you like me, you like me. And if you don't, you don't. And that's cool. That's yeah. okay. Mm. Um, but this whole token black girl thing and... Like, it does really irk me because I'm just mm. like, if someone's great, let them be great and give them an opportunity. Yeah, sometimes yeah. You, you want a certain kind of, um, a certain kind of look, which is mm. great, you know. And now there's actually jobs where um, they're like looking for BAME and stuff like that, which is great mm. because I feel like, yeah, because <laughs> the majority yeah. of the opportunity is not open. So, um, yeah. To not beat around the bush, but yeah, like in some cases, you know, you do feel like you're proving yourself. But I think I've had to, I've tried to come away from that now and right. just be myself in in yeah. these like arenas or this environments and just be, mm. you know, and um, yeah, I just allow allow my blackness to shine because it's a part of me. Amen. I'm not gonna suppress it like I have done for so many years because mm. to, to fit in. Yeah, you know, and I think now, like with Afro beats, you know, everyone wants to do Afro beats, mm. you know, um, everyone wants to, you know, everyone loves African culture now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to suppress it would just be doing a disservice to like mm. myself and to to people out there who want to see more more of that yeah. be expressed. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Um, yeah. Like I get gassed seeing some of the young people coming up in this environment because mm. I'm like. <laughs> You have no idea what it was like yeah, before this know, game. Boy. Like it's and it's amazing that they don't. Mm. So it's it's like, like they they are in a world where we've come a long way. Mm. So obviously, like cliche things, things like Azonto and all that kind of stuff mm. that kicked off like a whole wave of like yeah. culture yeah. where there is like music and mm. now in the films and stuff like there's whole channels mm. devoted to it and mm-hmm. even things like netflix are pulling up movies nollywood. from nollywood and, and like all, all this kind of stuff is happening so mm. now there's the one thing that we've been fighting for for so long is representation mm. and even though it's not like to the point where it could be mm. it is um it's starting to get there mm-hmm. and it was interesting because um even today i was asked um about being part of this diversity and inclusion thing at work mm. dni Mm. And um, one of the things that they said in this pamphlet is the value of cultures within a workforce. Mm. And so it's not about just filling a quota. Mm. There's actual value in having people who think differently mm. working together, mm-hmm. which was completely missed off, even as an economic mm. um, standpoint. So if I'm in an architecture industry and I have people who are female, mm. I have people who are different religions, different mm. um, ethnicities they can kind of influence the design mm-hmm. which is going to be used by the people who are different genders, different, mm-hmm. all that exactly. kind of stuff. And 
in any industry you can have the same thing but it's mm. taken a long time to get here though yeah a long time yeah, definitely there's still a long way to go mm-hmm. with certain things like yeah i'm just like okay cool like so, certain things i see i'm like okay cool yeah yeah it would it would change but, yeah you know noticed and what can i do to to change that what can i start doing to change that you know that's and, the question um, yeah i think that's why i i just even in my artistry i choose to add mm. things of me culturally and things that i believe in and stuff like that because yeah. it's freedom of expression you know and uh you want to express all of you and not suppress that like especially because you felt like you had to do it for so long mm, so for sure so how do you express yourself time. like these how days? do i express myself yeah these like days? Hmm. these days these days are the current tina Sometimes I just sit on the train and mm-hmm. stand up and just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> if only people could see. Oh yeah. Like that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, only people who know would know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, express myself predominantly through dance. Okay. Um, you know, and um, I have a thing that I do, which you know about, called Movement Twenty One. Absolutely. Um, and that was birthed out of frustration. Mm-hmm. with myself for not expressing myself enough through right. dance okay. and through freestyle um because when i came back into dance so i, I was dancing like in my teens like mm-hmm. in the uk when i started dancing um like 16 17 18 went to uni was dancing i had a dance crew called wireless oh throwbacks <laughs> it was quite cool um but then after uni i was like yeah i want to dance more so i was at 2012 mm-hmm. I started back again just going to classes okay um and i realized that i needed to train mm. so i was just doing choreographic classes because i was like oh my gosh i can't pick up choreography anymore like mm-hmm. you know so i got so focused on that that you know the freedom mm. of dance itself which was like how i first started dancing was kind of lost yeah so movement 21 was a way to kind of get me back into that okay and uh with that i wanted to be accountable so like I came up with a concept where it um to open it up to other dancers who mm. felt this way and wanted to come along and and join the challenge. Yeah. And the challenge was on social media, so mm-hmm. it will keep you accountable because you've said this out, you've put it out there. Right, right. So for twenty one days, you'd have to freestyle and find your own movement. Because mm. right now, um, well at the time as well, I really believed that, um you should know who you are as an artist mm, and mm. it was through some of the training that I've had you know and I I really wanted to know who I was as, as an artist because the people who I saw who were amazing mm. when they moved mm. even if it was in choreography you they were just different right 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 because they you watch them and you're like that person knows mm-hmm. they're so confident in who they are that they can suspend the move but still be on time yeah Ooh, you know I mean? yeah that's Those true kind of movers yeah um, and <laughs> like, oh, right now i'm just trying to be like the person in front of the class right and trying right. to do it but my body's different mm-hmm. you know my background is different you yeah know? i i have to know who i am um through movement and yeah, it's been an amazing journey because I started to just explore, mm. you know, and post all these videos on, you know, if you go on Instagram, you'll see hashtag movement21, but it's actually movement21, so it's spelled the French way. Why? Because, um, first of all, um, I just wanted it to be different. Okay. And then second of all, I had a little bit of a revelation of like the you within yes, it. Yes. Yeah. And it was a journey about you. 
Right. So, um, so we focus on you. M O U V E. Right. Yeah. So okay. I and also I was learning French. I'm still learning uh-huh. French. Okay. Cool. And uh, I really like the language, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and um, so people know that it's about them. It's not about looking cute or doing something mm. for anyone else. Yeah. And if you go back and look at some of my videos from back in the day, there's some videos I'm like, oh Lord, I put that out there. <laughs> but for me also, I wanted to put out something that showed a process. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. I think with social media, there's a lot of ready-made products. And it <laughs> makes a lot of people feel like they can't achieve that or mm. they're not competent or, you know, you, you, I think this, we're in a season of celebrity dancers as well yeah so everyone's looking at where people are now but they Mm. they didn't actually see their process yeah and i wanted to come from a different angle of actually showing someone's process yeah of getting from zero to 100 really Mm -hmm. you know and it was very exposing but Mm. then it actually boosted my confidence as a mover as well because i was like okay well if i can share this yeah. Then I shouldn't really care what anyone anyone says. You That's know? right. And um, a lot of people who have done it as well, I've, I've felt that way, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. actually, I feel a lot more confident." And also, I I didn't only want to reach dancers; I wanted to reach people who just like dancing for the sake of dancing. Right. Yeah. And to also see social media used as a tool to support one another, mm. and not to just scroll through. Yeah. And be like, oh, look, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, social media is powerful, but it's it, it's how you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah that's how the concept of movement 21 was birthed and it is a way that you know I express myself mm. not just to grow as an artist but also for my well-being like yeah I think just I just finished 21 days on the 21st okay and you know even though sometimes you're like oh my gosh I'm tired and I don't want I don't want to do this but when mm. you do it you feel so great always because you're releasing yeah. endorphins you're like mm-hmm. you're just Enjoy music and just dancing, That's you know. It. Um, and it's something that is going to be much bigger than just moving for 21 days. Yeah. Um, yeah, something that I want to grow into into a full-blown concept and a project. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. We'll be watching both eyes and ears Yeah. standing on end. <laughs> but, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to, and I, I must admit, I kind of guided those questions to get there because like, I wanted <laughs> to chat about talking. this for time because mm-hmm. when it first came out, it was just the mm-hmm. hashtag. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember it first came out, I was like, oh, what's this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and then it just grew. And so it was like, like you said, hashtag M-O-U-F-V-E-M-E-N-T-2-1, mm-hmm. right? So if you put that hashtag into Instagram mainly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you just have like everyone Yeah, who's, you see everyone yeah. who's done it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was real smart. But then mm-hmm. as the things, because can, can you, because do people just start whenever they start or their usual Do you know what was and... interesting? Like, obviously I started August 2017 mm-hmm. um, with this concept. And I was wow. really nervous to put it out because I was like, oh my gosh, what if no one does it? But then I think that was the time where I was starting to just be brave and just be like, oh, yeah. I don't care. If no one does it, I know that this was a God-given idea mm. and I still need to run with it because it's only going to allow me to grow my gifts. Yeah. And, and and I think that's one of the, the things about it as well. It allows you to multiply what you already have mm. without Amen. the... Um, the guidance of like someone in front of a of, of a um, mirror telling you what to do, mm-hmm. which I feel like there's a lot of that in this generation. But people need to know that there's greatness within them, and they 
and choreography is just organized freestyle. Yeah. You put in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. if you are able to freestyle, you're able to create. Mm-hmm. You're able to like delve into a different just atmosphere and your yeah. imagination grows. Um so um gosh, why am I losing my strain of thought? I'm I'm just there with you. Um Yeah, so yeah, the hashtag just enables everyone to come together mm-hmm. so even if you're not friends with someone on instagram you're able to right. watch other people's videos and also be inspired mm-hmm. and also like comment maybe give them a challenge and be like oh i want you to like just move your shoulders right right, you know? right, right. so it, it then became a thing where you would then comment on other people's like mm-hmm. i've made friends from from movement 21 do you know what i mean Amazing. like people i only Amazing. there was a girl who was doing movement 21 for like maybe two years Amazing. And I only met her last year. Mad. You know, and she's a mom of two. Like, her kids okay. feature, feature in her videos. <laughs> it's really, That's really awesome. funny. And stuff like that makes me happy um, because it's just showing that... And that's why I said I called it movement and not dance because right. there's people who are not dancers, but mm. they like to move, you know. And even the angle of, I would like to take it is to, mm. you know, do workshops of, like, older people, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just movement workshops and enabling mm. them to like move their joints or, yeah. you know, and, you know, showing how something that can be used for dancers to grow and things mm. like that can also just go beyond that. Yeah. You know, um, like for wellness, for like getting fit, 100%. you know, yeah. like you're moving consistently for 21 days, you're bound to shed some pounds if you want to, yeah. you know, and some people don't like to go to the gym, so yeah, there's, no, different, there's different things that's going to come out of this, but I, it, it's just in time yeah. to grow, um, but yeah, so in January, 1st of January to the 21st of January and 1st of August to the 21st of August, okay. which is when it started in 2017, mm-hmm. and I decided to do it at the beginning of the year as well, because people... A lot of people make New Year's resolutions. Resolutions, yeah, exactly. But when you've said, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. for the next 21 days and you put it out there, yeah. you have to commit to it. Right. Um, what I found, though, was that people do fall off. Okay. Um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I always say to people, don't be disheartened, just continue. Yeah. Just pick up where um, you left off. So it, it really is it's also a thing of discipline as well and showing that as human beings, sometimes we're not consistent, myself included. So, girl. I'm trying to apply movement 21 to every area of my life. Okay. Not just dance. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So even after it's finished, I'm still continuing because I want to get to this habit of like, mm. of just exploring. And then especially when I'm in a place of wanting to create, mm. movement 21 has actually helped me to create work because I go back over my freestyle videos. I'm like, oh, mm. I like that move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna use that in this part because it makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas before, I probably would be sitting there thinking, obviously, be inspired by the music, but the the movement vocab wouldn't uh-huh. flow as yeah. easy as it does now. Right. Um. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Twice a year. Yeah. Um. And I actually did my first movement twenty one workshop last year. So what was that like? That was really really cool. Yeah. Um. It was at King's College University, they, but they dance society, mm-hmm. and they asked me. I taught there before, um. But I just taught a class, and this okay. time they actually requested for a movement twenty one workshop. They requested. Yeah, that's and I was amazing. Like, okay. Well, this was supposed to happen a bit later on, but then it enabled me to then device God's plan. A workshop plan. that you know I, w- I would like to do more of them. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. So what did the workshop entail? Um, 
I'm curious now because obviously with movement. So it, I think I I come from an angle of trying to ex- open up people's minds mm-hmm. with movement, and them not thinking they have to like have a hundred and one moves, and mm. also being authentic in their movement. Yeah, because I think I can tell, when someone's moving, mm. whether whether they've been authentic or real or not and that that's one of the things yeah, with, with movement twenty one. It needs to come from a, a real place for mm. me anyways. Mm. Um even if you're working on a skill or something, like you just it just needs to be raw. Yeah. Because it's this a process. So um I try to get rid of a, the surface things mm-hmm. to start with, get them to walk around the room, get them to like just like our warm up is not like a proper, you know, right, right, right. physical warm up, but is warming up into their bodies and exploring their bodies in different ways. Yeah. So there was things like using pictures, using the imagination, using words. Okay. Um. You know, just using the music to guide them. That's There's it. So many, so many things that were was involved, but it was really, really fun, and just the feedback that I got from it really mm. helped me because I was like, okay, guys, you know, this is the first of these. There'll be more. Amazing. So, um, and also, I always want to learn and grow. Yeah. But they did find it really useful. And some of the things they were like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't really think about that. Mm. You know, I had mm. them do an exercise where I, I had some pictures and they had to use those pictures mm. as a group. Okay. And use that as movement, like use that as a like stimulus. kind of like, yeah, stimulus for their mm. movement. And what I saw was like, oh my gosh, whoa, you Listen. know? Yeah, yeah, And sometimes yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do in a freestyle. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I used to be kind of like that and repeating the same moves, the same right, yeah. hard move. <laughs> but then now, like, I see movement everywhere. Like, yeah. anything could be... You could be sitting in Leon and you're holding a coffee and, you know, this yeah. can be... You yeah. know, no one can see what I'm doing, but, <laughs> you know, it can be a concept, you know what I mean? So it's sure. using everyday life or different things just to explore people's minds that it's not just like this 2d yeah i'm gonna move this way and stuff Mm. so yeah like me i came from a freestyle background Mm. so that is like music to my ears Mm. and it's interesting when i talk to a lot of people um in the dance community who didn't come Mm. from a freestyle background so they're learning to freestyle it for me it's a similar kind of thing is Mm having to learn your native tongue all over again mm. because we all move mm. generally like yeah. the only the only difference is that you're doing it to a rhythm hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> like or some or something like, not even sometimes yeah. like you're just throwing stuff like, around it's still a rhythm yeah it's still you know? some kind of it's, it's in here it's yeah, in it's here in you. but um but yeah it's, it's always like um i always called it like movement without instruction mm. and i used to love that because it's often a lot of it's really for me anyway it's therapeutic mm-hmm. and um so i mean you were talking about endorphins and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. the, the release and and for me it's like a also it's it's an expression like i said before but there'll be moments where there's there's exercises which i've mm-hmm. done before where you just find yourself in such a crazy emotional state mm. when you really connect with mm. whatever is going on internally mm. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter what happens externally at that mm-hmm. point. Like you just, it's just, you just got to get it out. Mm. And 
sometimes that can happen when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know. I always call it where you catch the spirit. You catch the spirit and you can see them as well. Like if you're in the yeah. audience, you'll be like, watch him on number two on the right. Like, yeah, yes. they're off. Yeah, And it's, it's always very interesting. But you can get to a stage, like there's been times when, when you finish and you, it's just, you're exhausted. Like you mm. finish, like you've gone to rupture like mm. you know <laughs> like do you know what I'm saying yeah. like like yeah. there's been times like when you know mm. and it's just like the best kind of therapeutic outlet for me yeah that I've pretty much found mm. um and I think everyone should at least have something mm-hmm. where they can like, just go completely forget about everything mm-hmm. and just dive in yeah mm-hmm. um but I feel like a lot of people are very scared to do that True, very true. Because I hear stuff about the reasons why people don't do movement twenty one. Because I even actually okay. then put something out that you don't have to post a video, but stay accountable mm. to someone. Okay. So there was people who were actually staying accountable to me, like who sending me stuff, which was amazing. Amazing. And they yeah. were like, "Oh, I'm too scared to share this." And I'm like, "No, this is amazing though." Mm. But I understand, because um, even for me, I had to come out of vulnerability. Like, yeah, it was so vulnerable because okay. you're putting yourself out there, like, eh. Mm. But then there's power in putting yourself out there. Yeah. And it's so funny because yesterday, on my 21st day, I did um, Cool in the Gang. Oh, classic. And actually, the, one of the band members of Cool in the, the Gang found my video what? and he reposted it. And Mad. I don't put stuff out there for like pe- for you know them to see right. or whatever. So I was really shocked. I was like, oh. And it was like, oh, come on now. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, you know. Um, it wasn't my best, but it was just me enjoying music. Yeah. And you don't know who you can bless by putting something out true. there. True, very and true. And that is what I always say. And sometimes I hear people say, you know, I want to put, I don't want to put anything that's not my best out there. And I'm like, mm. but for some people, just from what people have said to me as well, yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for sharing that because, you know, that, that, made, that made my day or it made me laugh, you know. Mm. Mm. And for me that makes me more happy than like anything else because yeah. I'm like, okay, I've done something, I've added value to someone's life through my journey. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um yeah, and the, the thing about it being therapeutic, that mm. is part of my therapy. Yeah. You know, if if my day was like going crazy, I'll go home, put on the song, just move. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a form of deliverance, man. Like it's hundred percent. Um, and I'm sure a lot of freestylers or you know dancers in general or you know if they go to a class they come out feeling good mm. because mm. you're going there to release things yeah um but yeah i do believe everyone should should freestyle that's mm. yeah well i think i people watch mm. a lot mm. like I, I, it's practically a profession mm. right because i find and london i find is one of my favorite places to do that because mm. we got everything yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it was interesting you were talking about the coffee because there's sometimes, even the way people walk sometimes, I'm mm. like, hmm, mm. I never would have even <laughs> thought to put myself in that kind of shape to yeah. walk or whatever. And you're like, oh, there's actually something in that. And yeah. like, it's, it's great. I feel like it's also a great communication tool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, we as stepping away from dancer now mm. and looking as an artist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um because I know you sometimes dibble dabble with, with the with the creation Guys, of this is the way of the right now. 
Go on, don't be bashful now. Go, I know everything. <laughs> so it deeper and deeper. Of course, we are here. <laughs> so it's like, um, what's what's that kind of process for you? Like when it comes to, if you have something you want to say or something you want to express, but deciding mm-hmm. to put it to do it through a medium of movement like what's mm. is there like a process do you find mm. like when i just what create work yeah or, um so my most recent work that i, I created was uh was last year mm. and um and do you know what when i was creating it i didn't really have a process i didn't right. really have like anything i just I had this music that was given to me and I, it okay. was actually a task that was given um, where I trained, Runway House, shout out Runway House. Come on Runway. And it was a creative task that I was given, okay, we had three songs okay. to create two, two of them, and no, one of them I knew quite well and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is too easy because right. I like that song. You the like second the second one, I wasn't feeling the track because I'm one of those people, when I hear tracks so many times... Done oh, to so okay. many routines, I just disconnect with it because I'm like, okay, I, yeah. just, I just can't because everyone's listening to this right now. Mm. And then the third track was very intricate, like the musicality okay. was it was just crazy. Mm. And I I only saw like one video of someone like created to it, and it was very interesting. Okay, so I picked this track and it was freaking hard. Yeah. Um, and I started moving, and then from just moving to it, mm. I then developed the concept through like the uh-huh, how the music okay. made me feel yeah and the music made me feel like i was a warrior like i was this wow. ninja like i was just coming mm, mm. to like be like yeah i'm here yeah. i'm here to like slay all the dragons and Jeez, stuff. take over you know and um from just creating that and delving deep into it then the concept came right and the concept was still that kind of ninja vibes but also trying to break down anything that mm. interferes with my journey hey. or interferes with like my life or mm-hmm. you know it could be fear it can be mm. like you know external factors it could be yeah. people it could be what the boxes people are trying to put you in mm. you know mm. so that was a really really interesting creation process for me because it was like the first time I've created no second time I've actually created this solo um and I actually performed this at the Boy Blue studio mm-hmm. show which was very very scary but I said no <laughs> I'm gonna do this yeah because I, I remember Ken said to me ages ago like he wants to see something from me and I was like do you know what I'm gonna put myself out there do it and I was nervous but right. I did it anyways and I felt freaking great mm. um and the first time I ever created a solo was again at Runway House and it was to um Solange um What's the, the songs just left me? <laughs> um, but oh, Cranes, Cranes in the Sky. Okay, that's cool. it. That's, that's it. like the only one I know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my first time really creating. I, and also because I feel for myself, I don't really have a style. I don't have a style that I'm like, okay, Tina's a whacker or a house uh, or a locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's why I gravitate towards movement because it's just okay. expressing myself in any way that I want. Mm. And yeah, that was my first kind of delve into like creating something because I was like yeah I, I want to express myself without mm. having to always do someone else's choreography mm. um, and actually I, yeah I put that's on YouTube actually I just posted it on YouTube I was like yeah awesome every time I go back and watch it and I'm like oh the journey mm-hmm. you know and I actually used used that um, piece and I, when I teach class yeah when I taught some classes I used 
a section of it to teach and you know then explore it deeper yeah so yeah i think in my creative process like the music Mm. is definitely a thing that pushes me and Mm. and that that draws out and if i just move to it it draws out things that need to be that i want to say yeah you know that don't necessarily i can't express with words and that's the thing because like i had a conversation about this before right and mm. I feel personally I feel expression is like it's like just part of us as human beings mm. right and it's it, I for me there's always something to express and mm. sometimes you're expressing things without realizing you're you're doing so mm-hmm. but if you're only I mean they say um what three maybe five percent of communication is just words mm. And the rest of it is body language, your mm-hmm. um, enunciation, like your undulations of your voice and all, the, all these other things like mm-hmm. eye contact and all these things. So w- when it comes to language, language is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? It's powerful. But sometimes there are literally no words, no words. Mm-hmm. To, ex- to express how you feel, which is why mm-hmm. sometimes people just have to scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, for me, that's you the best to, way to describe to it. village. Yeah. Scream. It's like, ah! Mm. Hey! Mm. <laughs> or just... <laughs> like, it just whatever it might be. Um, I just find that... Personally, I find that so interesting. Like, Because mm. I remember um, having a conversation with someone talking about love. Mm. Right? Because I was... I was um, I was teaching this class and I was mm. trying to get these kids to open their minds here. Yeah? Maybe mm. a bit early, but still, I went there. Hey, you're just teaching kids about to love us. Listen, so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want you to, I was basically saying to them, I want you to think, I want you to create a piece and I want you to choose a word. Mm. And what you're going to do is you're going to create a piece around this word mm. and we have to guess what the word is, mm. right? And I was like, I don't want you to think shadow. Mm. And I was like, I. that's why I use love as an example because mm. a lot of people would, resort to something like love because Mm. it's used in entertainment so frequently Mm. um and i said if you were going to use something like love don't Mm. just be like oh my gosh i love you Mm. but what else could love be like Mm. love could be like you cannot stop thinking about someone Mm. or how it feels when someone Mm. you don't have access to that person anymore Mm. and you didn't realize until Mm. that moment that you felt that way it could be heartbreak it could Mm. be all these kind of things but just getting you to kind of explore a little bit mm. deeper into yourself. And for mm. me, that's what I got from just watching some of the Movement 21 stuff. Because, mm. like, um, maybe I was just deep in it. Mm. <laughs> but sometimes, when, even when you see people on stage mm. and you're like, okay, they're not, they're not just doing one, two, three, four anymore. This mm-hmm. is something else. This is something else, Like, yeah. you know, Definitely. and I... <laughs> it's, it's, Definitely. It's yeah. something Most else. Times, something you know? else. It's something else, you know. Um... Yeah, we I, 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 we get influenced a lot by our environment and, mm. you know, what's happened in our day and stuff like that. Yeah. And for some people, they go to yoga, they go to all different things to kind of help them, you know, they meditate to help them yeah. kind of deal with this. And I think there's power. For me, I go to movement, mm-hmm. you know, because once I've released it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I feel great now. I've got mm. a bit time, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it actually ties me out. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. All I, can, all I can do is sleep. Um, That's it. And, you know, for some people, they're not they're not people who are vocal. They don't want to mm. talk, you know, they don't want to say anything. They just want to move it, get it out. Yeah. And um, I found that with Movement 21, and even I have something called Monday Moves, which is every Monday you move. 
Right, right, right. It's at, the, it's at the start of the week for a reason because mm-hmm. that's that's the times where people oh, feel, fun, <laughs> you know, they feel like, oh my gosh, it's Monday, you know, and there's all these things. Thank God it's, you know, Friday. And I'm like, no, thank mm. God it's Monday because you've made it into another week. Yeah. So you better celebrate, dance, move. And um, yeah, I think it's really helping with my mental health, to be honest. And like, yeah, just my, my well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's enabled me to just like, just know who I am like mm. in any avenue do you know what I mean and not and I used to because I used to work in the corporate world as well I used to feel so yeah. quite like oh my gosh I don't want people to know that I dance because they're going to be like oh what, what, what are you doing like you know because mm. I would I was that person like on my days where I'm training like this work needs to be done before yeah. five because I need to leave at five because yeah. training starts at six right. and I'm not missing it because that mm-hmm. is why I'm being efficient here. Yeah. That's the only yeah, yeah, reason yeah. why I can be efficient for you. If I'm not mm-hmm. doing my extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. you are going to not get the Tina who's like, mm-hmm. you know, full of life. And that's why I always thought to myself, I can't, I don't know how people can just sit in the office and not mm-hmm. have an outlet mm-hmm. or do something else. So um, for me, it's, it's just been... A great journey and um like i always say to myself what well, i always say out publicly like dance is in my blood mm-hmm. and it's something i'm going to do for the rest of my life whether it's professionally or just life yeah it, yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, um i can't remember who was saying it but you know like obviously like i i trade forex as well and trade mm-hmm. currencies and that's you know it's the reason why it's called currency is because it yeah. moves Mm-hmm. You know, so everything in life has a current. Like we have to constantly move. We move from jobs to jobs. Yeah, like man. we we move from, you know, Stratford to Stanford. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're constantly moving. So it's it's seeing just movement as just not limited to to dance. Like I do poetry as well. That for me is movement. Mm. Movement of the tongue. Movement of words and just. Yeah. And it you know, moves people. And it moves people. It's like, oh, you've got some buzz, you know. Buzz. Right. On buzz. Um, so, mm. yeah, like, just trying to bring a different angle to... Um, and someone, actually, someone who did it recently, Movement 21 recently, really inspired me. Mm. Um, her name's Emma. I, I just met her through Movement 21. This Amazing. is what I mean. I'm, like, I've made Connecting. so many friends from it. Yeah. And um, she does this thing where she moves in a sack. A what? This is sack, like... Oh, like an actual and, sack. Yeah, and she moves in it, so it's oh, like she's covered, okay. and like it's really, really cool. If you could go on it, so she's inside the sack. She's inside the sack, and she's moving, and it's a stretchy kind of material. Oh, okay. And uh, she's so cute because she's actually traveling in Australia, and her husband films all her videos. Amazing. So cool. Okay. And like you know, she messaged me. She was like, "Oh, I'm so glad that you called it movement and not just dance because I, you know, she's been mm. doing." moving in this sack thing and it's so interesting to watch like she would go yeah. into like these locations and her husband's got this drone like what? I was just like you have just taken okay. one to another level Yo. if you've got time go watch it and, I'm gonna um, find a link or something my aim is actually to make a mini documentary of, I was like, gonna say like that would be videos amazing videos of, of of everyone who's taken part of it because it's just beautiful to see and, it, yeah. and I think it's something that is, is missing in the Instagram world of dance, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that real, like, this woman traveling with her husband and mm-hmm. showing this other side to dance that, yeah. you know, she can create a whole piece from this, yeah. from this, you know. Sounds like she already has. Um, exactly, mm. you know, and um, she's been consistent as well, which is amazing, and, yeah. you know, it, um, yeah. 
I want to congratulate you for 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 that because like every time I see it, it's like going from leaps and bounds and stuff. And one of the things that I'm getting from this part of the conversation is mm-hmm. that dance means something different to everyone, mm-hmm. and it yeah. always frustrates me. Segue, it always <laughs> frustrates me when yeah. I watch dance movies mm-hmm. and they're all with the same storyline. Yeah, and I'm like, please, Papa God, mm-hmm. please. Just talk to one dancer. Mm. That's Don't worry, all you my need. dance film is coming out. Uh, listen, I'm so ready. I'll just cameo in the back, just doing. Like... You're going to. Hey, you're going to. Let's <laughs> make parts. Don't even try to cameo yourself. Do I get like, lines? Oh, I'll do it. Hey, in the back. Come on. But it's like. It's, guy. Hey, listen. I, I'm gonna get a shape up then. Listen, I'm stupid. But um, it's 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 mad because like um. Ah uh, man, I I just find people. I don't know. I mean, even I moved. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm just I'm just glad that you you had the idea to do it in the first place, and you had the idea to take it from that step and make it something that people can use as a tool to mm. communicate and express themselves. Yeah, because you have no idea what mm. impact it has on people yeah, when you make definitely. something like this initially. Yeah. Like yeah. no idea. Yeah, I I didn't know. I was scared to do it, and I was like, oh gosh, what if no one does it? Mm. But it just really showed me the power of just going with something regardless of, like, you would never fail because you mm-hmm. you are going with something and you're just like, do you know what, I'm just going to do this regardless of mm-hmm. what, wherever it leads to. Yeah. Um, and once you know the purpose behind why you're doing it, yeah, nothing should sway you from, you know, pe- mm-hmm. people's opinion. Yeah, it, it actually boosted my confidence because it made me think, oh, do you know what? I can't care what people think. I need mm. to. I need to do this for myself. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would just be focused on just work, working day in mm-hmm. day out. My dance will suffer because a lot of classes are not there to, um, to like give you the opportunity to just be free in your, mm. yourself. A lot of teachers that I've had, a lot of stuff has to be done at home, especially when you learn dances from the hip hop. Um, you know, yeah, true. Genre, you know, like popping and things like that. Like you have to go home and do the extra work. Yeah. Because you yeah. can't, let's say, for instance, someone like Sean, you can't pop exactly the way of Sean. This you have to take, you have to take <laughs> you, knowledge from him mm-hmm. that he's given you and go home and find how do I pop in my own body? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And whereas before I struggled with that because I was like, oh, I don't look like the guys, but why do I need to look mm-hmm. like a guy popping? I'm a yeah. woman. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like my popping is gonna be different in the way I move, and mm-hmm. you know, um... and that's a that's a natural benefit. Mm. And I think one of the things in sorry to cut you off, it's like no, no, no. one of the one of the things I find when when some dances are almost mm. psychologically related to a certain gender is mm. you kind of miss the opportunity of what the other gender can mm. bring. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you got. Like you were talking about popping right now, mm. some of the female poppers I've met, like that mm. Like the the way they use the dance mm. to express themselves mm. is a way that I haven't seen yeah. a guy do yeah, the same do thing. Yeah. In the same flip side, you got someone like Bagsy mm. who does whacking. Yeah. In the most masculine yeah. style. Yeah, I need to connect with him more, you know. I I'm telling you, yeah. well, I lived with him for a while, so yeah. I, I've, 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 seen, I've seen his journey before. I've seen some posts and I'm like, oh. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I just think that's so amazing when mm. you break down those kind of barriers and you take it down to the core of mm. what it actually is, which is mm. just expression, expression and art. Mm-hmm. And anyone has access to that. Yeah. One of the things I was going to say earlier is that um, 
flipping it back to the concept of Movement 21, mm. is that, um, or actually even before that, mm. is <clears throat> Movement 21 is an idea, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has ideas, mm -hmm. because ideas are based on thought. Mm. And you were talking about Movement 21, and you brought in trading, mm -hmm. right? Because you're looking at movement of currencies and mm -hmm, stuff, but mm -hmm. thought is also mm -hmm. a currency. Mm -hmm. And in a sense that nothing mm. that we see mm. would exist without it. Mm -hmm. Like if you take it all the way back to the beginning mm -hmm. and um, linking again that back to <laughs> what you were saying. Many people can see what you're doing right now. He's doing some movement, guys. Some next movement with the handle. I don't know whether it's locking or something, but he's pointing all around yeah, the room. Yes, wallocking. Wallocking. But yeah, it's wicked because like a lot of people stop at the thought. Mm. And um and or they'll just be like, Oh, this is a great idea or then you know, they share it with one person and like, ah, nah, nah. Yeah. Or or like, oh no, no, no one would be interested in this mm. or or even it might be something to benefit themselves and they don't mm. do it because they think they would feel weird or or this yeah. is for someone else or something like that. Mm. So it's amazing for me mm. when I see people who have taken something which mm. started off as a thought and like this whole podcast is is about reclaiming narrative mm. and part of that for me is when people take something which is an, a thought mm. in or an idea mm. and transform that into a reality because mm. once you do that that's something you own mm. so that's something you have control over unless you like sell it mm. <laughs> like or whatever it is, yeah. might be but it's something you have you can control over it's something you can use to communicate mm. and i love what you said about it um leading you to friendships mm. And especially in the social media age, mm -hmm. if this is like 20, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. you may not have access to the world with mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But now we're in a space where you can put a video online and someone from from a, mm -hmm. the, the artist can mm -hmm. contact you. Yeah, exactly. And it's and an amazing just, time. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing that's actually said about Movement 21 is that I want it to be a movement. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so I studied history and politics at university. And Come one, on. One, one section that I really loved studying was about from slavery to freedom. That was one topic. And oh, I had this amazing teacher. Mm. She was just so dope. Okay. And, um, you know, one of the things I enjoyed really learning is like, during slavery, just the bravery mm. that we had as people mm. to be able to like, just use any means that we had to come yeah. together mm. to like support like to protect ourselves mm -hmm. you know like you know it's, it's, some of these things were quite sad of what mm. like women had to do like sometimes women had to like they, they didn't want their kids to be sold to slavery mm. so they would you know do the thing and um, right, those right. were just some of the horrors that you you heard about but Mm. Even like just learning like people like Phyllis Wheatley and like you know she used her poetry like she was quite mm. lucky because she was sold to a quite wealthy master right and where she was able to then learn how to read or write she was actually mm. from Senegal oh right okay yeah and um and she you know and from there she was able to come to London and like mm. just like mm. the, the civil rights movement you know like. I know this is getting a bit deep, but I just, for me, I feel like there's this power in being as a collective. Absolutely. 
and I wanted it to be a social movement. Mm. So goes beyond dance, but coming together and networking and like, you know, like, yeah, just from our history, we've always come together to do mm. to do things and. Um, yeah, not to get deep into like the sl- slavery and things like that, but like mm. just from my studies, you know, there's always been power in coming together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I feel like there's always been things to try and separate us, <laughs> you know. Divide and conquer. Divide, dividing mm. us and um, yeah, to get to get deep. Even I'm getting even more of a revelation as to why this is happening as well. And I think because also in the dance world, mm. like people had always told me, oh yeah, it's very catty. Like it's always, you know, it's really mm. this and that. I think, yes, yeah, some environments are like that. Yeah. But I want to create something that allows everyone to be in- included. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. So that they don't feel like, oh, that's very far away from me. And that's what I've always said. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't really know how I linked that, but just, just to give the kind of more... No, I completely understand. Like, understanding about movement and, yeah. you know, just if people didn't come together with Martin Luther King, mm. Martin Luther King Day the other day, yeah, um, you know, we would be, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's American history, but it's still relatable to us. Mm. Um, and I just, yeah, I think there's power in that. And the people who have taken part in Movement 21, like, you know, just the impact they've had yeah. already on, on other people, mm. like, you know, I think even I need to actually speak to them and just <laughs> message each and every one of them. Be like, you've actually made it in fact, yeah. you know that. Do you know what I mean? You've inspired me, you've inspired other people. You've, you know, there's, there's still people doing Movement 21 right now. You right. Know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I know that certain people have started it at random times. And it's like, oh, it's always doing Movement 21. Like, mm, and it's amazing wicked. because I want it to be a legacy, not something yeah. that's just done when I say it needs to be done. Right, right, right. I mean, there's power as a collective, but it's there for Mm. anyone to do at any time. Yeah. To work on themselves or, like, to share what they have within them. Yeah. You know, on a platform like social media. For sure. It's a powerful thing you're doing, and I completely agree. Like, um, there's all the Africans saying, Mm. like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go Mm. together. Yes, that's true. um, and it's true, and I think a lot of that is burnt, born from this idea of community, which I feel mm. like sometimes can be lacking mm. over here. Like, yeah. if you were to switch all the way back to our first conversation, mm. that was something I had a problem with when I mm. moved here. Mm. I found it very difficult to find a community feeling, because where we were from in Sierra Leone, and mm. I see it every time I go back, is that you just communicate mm-hmm. with everybody mm-hmm. like if you sit in a keke or, or whatever and mm-hmm. there's someone else in there you talk to them mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you're waiting for your bus or something like that and someone walks by you talk to them yeah. like yeah. um you, there would never be a situation where you don't know everyone on your street mm-hmm. yeah and then you move here yeah. <laughs> and it's indoors. like yeah and i feel like social media almost took us even further down that road because mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it could be a state where even the friends you feel like you've seen them but you haven't mm-hmm. but it's only because it's been on social media yeah. so mm. I think it's great that you can use it mm. in reverse yeah. of that yeah. and actually bring I'm people right. together absolutely yeah. no, no. Yeah. I think it's well, like, yeah. actually talking about it now I'm like oh okay mm. you know sometimes you just go with, with it but you don't realise like you know how far it's come and mm. you know, how other people see it as well. So I, I really appreciate how you 
you've taken it and you've seen it, you know. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, oh, what's that? But you know, mm. the opinion is. is it doesn't there, matter. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> yeah. it's just there. Um, For sure. Yeah, as I think, as long as people find value from it, and that's mm-hmm. what I've I've heard. Yeah. From the people who've taken part, then I'm happy. Amazing. So, but yeah. Tina, Tina, Tina. Hey, well, Andre, I'm gonna. Andre, Mr. Bright. Yes, in the building, in the building, literally the building. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah. I've been here for two days. Oh, listen, uh, this has been a great chat, really, to be honest with you. I, I've just been like scribbling and stuff, but I think we're gonna round it up. Um, it will probably need another one because um, mm. there are some things I've highlighted which we didn't even touch on really. Oh, but really? Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. No, yeah, exactly. I think most of the people I've spoken to, mm. there's at least two or three episodes there. Wow. <laughs> like most of the people I've spoken series. to. Exactly. But um, so to anyone who's kind of um, listening, mm. uh, is there anything that you would like to share with them or say to them before we go? You are amazing. Come on, tell them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, in terms of just my journey, it's just, just be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to stand out and mm-hmm. be the odd one out. That's it. <laughs> because it's actually a gift. Mm. Um, and that's what I've realized in my life. Like, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, just my experience is, is very unique. And now, mm. you know, people know more about my background and stuff but um, sure. don't be scared to stand alone mm. um you may look crazy to the outside <laughs> but if it's making you feel great on the inside if it's making mm. other people feel great on the inside if it's adding value mm. and um if you feel it deep within your core mm. then go with it um i think even myself included, like we live in a generation where we do care a lot about other people's opinions and yeah. we want validation. And I think I've been there, like, you know, wanting seeking validation for something, someone to be like, oh, you know, you're doing really well. No, mm. like, just know within yourself, like, if if you're doing, you, you want to do something and it's not great yet, work mm. hard at it. Yeah. Be obsessed with it, not in an mm-hmm. unhealthy way, but be obsessed in wanting to, like, deep deeper for that greatness that we all have within us amen um i think that that has just been my journey and i've had to like just not let any external voices right or external things or like or the media says this has to be this way Hmm. affect me Mm, um mm. i'm not gonna say i'm human sometimes it has affected me but i have to then sit with myself and be like why is this affecting me? Yeah. You know, what yeah. is the root of this? Mm. And, um, yeah, I do a lot of inward thinking. Do you Good. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think this is, it. I think it's something that everyone needs to do on a daily mm-hmm. to reflect. 100%. You know, um, not overcomplicate things, but, you know, if you feel a certain way about something, reflect, why do I feel that way about it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and just, yeah, continually just, dominate yeah <laughs> dominate your your atmosphere you know like even like what we were talking about being from africa and not wanting to be african because of how mm. people saw saw me or you know the kind of rude things that they were saying about mm. me but i'm so happy i'm at this point where yeah. i'm so proud to be african yeah man 
you know, I will eat powdered yam Come on. In, in public with yeah. my hands, do you know what I mean? And not care about it, <laughs> yeah, you know? You see like, all them things there. Mm. Yeah, just actually thought about a situation where I actually brought it and I ate it with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, just like, just be, be yourself and just know that that's enough. And, you know, yeah, like, your uniqueness is so special. Like, mm-hmm. God created us to be different our dna is different for a reason Mm -hmm. um but i feel like myself included the the time down the line that some things have made us feel like we need to blend in we need to be like Mm. and so much power in just standing out and yeah even with all the personal development i do one key thing that i learned you know from listening to there's a there's a recording by a nightingale called the strangest secret okay and he just talks about like one thing that men men just want to conform and i'm like mm. it's so true yeah we want right. to conform we don't want to seem like that weird person who's like mm. smiling at someone else on the train just like oh, <laughs> it's the first person to start the conversation yeah Do you know what i mean because we want to conform we want to fit in mm. you know mm. and i think that's a scary thing because we are supposed to just yeah be different you know yeah. race different looks different mm. you know so yeah just to let everyone know that there's power inside of them and what they have to offer is enough and uh, even if mm. they they think it's not great it is great you know? yeah yeah like don't get bound down by other people's opinions at all been dead on that and uh, now i just don't care mm-hmm IDC, as my mentor would say, I, I don't care. <laughs> Hashtag IDC. I love I it. Don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that would be what I say. Hey, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. And how Thank can you, people? Andre. How can people kind of get in touch hey. with you and follow your journey and all the stuff that you're doing? I know by ease. Tree, tree, tree. Yeah, you can follow me on social media at mm-hmm. Tina Dancer. Come on. Um, how do you spell that? T I N A D A S D A N S A. Wow, it's a long day. T I N A D A N S A. Yeah, Instagram. I'm going to be jumping back on Twitter. Right, soon. right. Um, and you got a website? Oh, I've got a website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's www.tinaomotosho.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I may. B yeah. reopening my <laughs> poetry blog. Yeah, okay. So that'll be coming soon. Um, Come on. I will share stuff on my social media and um yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm guessed. And then there's obviously uh, Movement Twenty One and Movement Monday 21, Moves. Yeah. Yes, you can hash just look for that hashtag M O U V E M E N T twenty one or Monday mm-hmm. Moves. Hashtag Monday and move spell M O U V E S. Perfect. Perfect. And if you want to take part, go for it. 21 days. That's it. You can start anytime. Mm-hmm. Moving every Monday, starting from next Monday now. Right. You know, just have a little boogie in your room. You don't need to post it. You can That's just, it. Just do it, man. Just enjoy yourself. Put on that song that you really like. Come on, shake both legs. Shake body. I'm telling you, thank you so much, Tina. It's thank been you, an babe. absolute Honor. Honor, wow. <laughs> I'm telling I you. Anyone's ever said that so passionately. Yeah, of course. I mean it. Alright, wicked. Yeah. So we bounce.
and that was it thank you so much for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it um if you want more info you can go to www.becomeimmersive.co.uk that's www.becomeimmersive.co.uk if you have any questions or queries or you want to just give us a shout out go to um, becomeimmersive at gmail.com or info at becomeimmersive.co.uk I hope you enjoyed the podcast this is the lion learns to write reclaiming our narrative through identity empowerment and creativity so let's do that have an amazing day and see you next episode peace